Hi friends, welcome to season two. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast is an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. It's true, not everyone is an Enneagram One perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism has destructive habits that play a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism can hold us back and force us to live from a place of fear instead of love. The striving for perfection is a lie that keeps us in a not enough zone, because when you strive for a goal that doesn't exist, you will always find yourself in the lack. I welcome you warmly to the month of November and invite you to participate in my gratitude giveaway. Simply email vanessa at bodysoulandmind.info and share with me something specific that you are grateful to God for this month. I'll throw in an extra entry for you if what you're grateful for is unique and or thoughtful. We've been through a lot these past few months and I think a good dose of gratitude would do the soul good. I personally like to start my gratitude practice with the small and mundane and work my way up to the awesome and spectacular. It's a lot of fun, so I hope you'll give it a try. We have a good God and a phenomenal creator, so it should be easy to find something to thank him for. forgot to tell you about the prize. The winner of the November Gratitude Giveaway will win a copy of a brand new book called More Power To You. I chose this book because Margaret Feinberg is one of my favorite authors, and her book is filled with powerful declarations of truth that will be sure to help you through this difficult time. Life really is hard, but I've learned that when you cast out the lies and live in the truth of who God has created you to be, You live in your purpose, and you live free from the chains of this fallen world. I am so thrilled to bring you this episode today. My prayer is that you are blessed and encouraged as much as I have been. Let's dive in. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Simka Melling. She is a wife, full-time working mom of three, writer, and a newly enrolled college student. Today, she writes to encourage and inspire others to joy and faith through the mundane and heartache in life. Simka, I am so excited to have you here. I've been looking forward to this interview. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So you've shared with me that worrying about what people think of you and beating yourself up over the faults is your biggest struggle. I can relate to that very, very well. (laughs) 
In fact, on the first part, I had a relapse just this last week. And I realized that my sour mood was stemming from worry, believing that certain people in my life disapproved of me. Thankfully, I've learned that the remedy is simple. Truth. I remember that even if people I care about don't approve of me, I don't need it for validation because it's God's approval that matters. And I already have that through Christ. So can you give us some examples of what this looks like in your life? Yes, I can. And I love that somebody else can relate to that as well. (laughs) Um, So I wrote down here, LOL, there are so many. So um, one of the biggest ones recently was when we had to quit homeschooling and I had to go to work full time. That was a huge struggle for me because I was homeschooled as a child, well, pretty much all the way through. And just was in that mindset that that's something that we were going to do and that we would always do it, even though kind of in the back of my mind, um, my husband had said, you know, we don't have to do it if it's not working out. And, um, you know, for the children or for me, then we can, we can stop at any time. It's not something you have to commit to for the rest of your life. So anyway, but then also just being in that community, uh, being raised in it and having lots of friends and family members that are still in that homeschooling community near us and stuff. It was just really hard because I felt like I was quitting and leaving and all this stuff. So uh, there was a lot of angst and tears and anger and emotion that went along with that because I had to just kind of work through it and realize that it wasn't the end of the world and actually it was the best choice for our family at this time. Mm -hmm. So, um, So that type of thing and honestly parenting choices all the time from (laughs) before I even had kids, like when I was pregnant and to just the whole process of all the choices you have to make, you know, well, for us, we did home birth for a couple of them. And then we ended up with hospital birth with um, the middle one. But anyway, and that's another story, but (laughs) just, there is so much shame and guilt that goes along with that because we have our peers that, you know, maybe doing one thing this way and we may think well that's a really good idea and it's working for them and you know we want to try it too but i may not want to do it like mm-hmm. i mean i have a lot of specific examples <laughs> i don't know if you want me to go into detail but like you know i was very anti-pacifier at the very beginning but when i had my first child he just would not settle and i could not handle it anymore my husband's like would you just try the pacifier we'd mm-hmm. gotten shower gift and I hadn't just thrown it away even though I wasn't going to use it because like quote I was not going to use it Mm -hmm. but um I just hung on to it just in case anyway and so I tried it and it was amazing it was like night and day different he would settle and I didn't have to hold him 24 7 so Mm -hmm. it's just those little things you know and I think I'm kind of getting off topic but no, you're not off topic. So like, what's another example of that? Cause I, I get that. I get with the peers, right? You, you look mm-hmm. around and you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I guess I need to do that. Cause that yeah. was good. And yes. then you're realizing that you're stacking up so many responsibilities that you don't necessarily need to take on or, yes. you know, ways of thinking or, you know, practices that, that you didn't need to. Mm-hmm. I find, you know, I was thinking about this, um, that like, how does it affect me? Well, it paralyzes me is what it is. And because I 
feel like I have to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. If there's something that I read or have heard or just somehow came into my brain about this quote unquote is the right way to do something, whether it was a parenting book or, you know, child training or um, a certain way to write something or how to be if you're a leader, um, that's in my brain. And it suddenly it's a rule that it's translated as a rule to me. And I have to then decide, do I want to follow this rule? Is this a rule I need to follow? Mm -hmm. And if not, then I have to exert a lot of emotional energy to get rid of it and decide it's okay to not do the thing. And I, oh my gosh, it's been such a struggle. Like everything is a struggle sometimes. And then as I, I find it. The smallest thing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like other people are like, well, I'm not going to baby wear because I don't want to do that. Uh No big deal. To me, I was like, oh, well, it's like, it's supposed to be this really wonderful thing. It's like, it bonds you and the baby. Yeah. And then I'm like, I realized I really don't want to do this thing. I tried it. I bought like two different carriers and then I was like, I really don't enjoy this at all. And it makes me more angry and just stressed. Anyway, so I decided, nah, that's not for me. And Mm -hmm. kudos to those that want to do that. And that's fine. But it's Mm -hmm. not a rule that everybody has to do. Your baby will be just fine. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so it's taken a while to kind of get there and I still struggle with it. I find though, as I've gotten older and the, the struggles and the dramas or whatever have shifted and, you know, my children have gotten older, it doesn't fully go away. It just changes. And I have gotten more confident though, as I have practiced this. And I realized and, and overcome that, okay, it's not a big deal. Like even just getting over that hurdle of not homeschooling anymore and realizing that my identity had been wrapped up in that forever. I mean, you know, being a homeschool kid and then being the teacher, there's a lot of identity there. It, oh, yeah. I don't think you can not be that way. It just kind of happens. Um, so yeah, I, it, it does get better, I guess is what I'm saying. And, but I have to make a conscious effort and i been able to kind of identify it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, see, we're, we're so similar. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the identifying it, it's like helpful, but then Mm -hmm. actually eradicating it from, from your mind, uh, takes a little bit longer, like actually, you know, reminding yourself, I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. I thought I needed to, Mm -hmm. but it's not true. You know, uh, I totally, and I want people to like me, exactly. <laughs> and so there's this, I feel like if somebody's going to not like me because I'm saying something that, like whether I'm being assertive, um, and then, you know, that kind of gets into a whole nother thing, but nice, like respectfully assertive. You're like, it's okay. I can share my opinion about something, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of afraid sometimes to not, sh- to share my opinions about things depending on all different things because I don't want to get my head bitten off, you know, whether it's at work, Mm -hmm. um, with friends or family members or people on the internet, you know, and, and I don't always, you know, I don't need to share my opinion all the time, but in times when it might be useful, I shy away from that just because I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it the right way because like, you're supposed to be like non like judgmental and you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to like be accused of, you know, all the things. And, and so then I just don't do the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I, the only difference for me now is like, I will do the thing. It just might take me a while because yeah. I'm going through, like I posted something yesterday and 
I, it might've even been in what I wrote, but I was saying like, gosh, I feel like this has been trying to come out of me for two weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm mm. thinking of this person who's going to say yes and yes, this person totally. who's say this, and they're not going to get it. And is it even worth it? You know? <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, but it is the one person that prevents you from doing it yet. There might be someone else who actually benefits mm. from it. And that's all that matters. Right. And I do shift. Like I'll yep. be like, okay, you're only thinking of that one person. Yep. What if it helps like 15 people? Yep. Or what if it encourages them or it like lifts their spirits or it makes them not feel alone? Like, mm-hmm. why are you going to, um, you know, cast them out just for one naysayer, right? Right. Then, right. but beyond that, beyond that, this is what I do. I pray. Mm-hmm. And so I might write up the whole thing, right? Just cause I got to get it out of me. And then I pray and I'm like, is this one that I share? And sometimes it's yes. And sometimes it's no. And if it's no, then I don't share it, but I got it out. Yes. I totally, totally relate. I I did that with post a while ago too. If it's not a post, you know, like if it's actual conversation or something Mm -hmm. or, or just something that's on your mind and it's not necessarily like a social media post, but Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you have a person that you could get it out with. And then oh, I do that too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. My poor husband and my dad, they hear the brunt of it. Me too. <laughs> Whether they want to or not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's important, you know, to state that God's approval, that whole concept of, okay, it's okay if so-and-so doesn't approve of me because God mm-hmm. does. It's not a cop-out mm-hmm. to not improve and areas where it may be needed. It's not a cop out. That that's not what I'm saying. Um, it's an opportunity to seek your creator again and again and again, and go to him with the issue at hand and ask him how to proceed. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something that it seems to be a bit, oh, not confrontational. Um, People disagree on, I can't think of the word for that. Um, mm-hmm. Controversial. There yes, we go. There you go. I knew it was a C word. Um, you know, in some circles, I don't, I don't really know why, but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, we always, I think, need to be striving to become better versions of ourselves, knowing that God accepts us for who we are, mm-hmm. but also, you know, the mm-hmm. scriptures do say, you know, that we need to follow his commandments and seek truth and the fruits of the spirit. And I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't have all the fruits of the spirit at all times. No, um, I don't if know if ever, I've ever all had time. them all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, I know there's a couple of them like, oh yeah, I got that. And then like, oh no, not that one. Mm. Like long suffering. That one will get me every time. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I thought I was a perfect parent and then I had kids and yeah. then I realized that I was not. So, um, yeah, so what I do or what I try to do anyway, is I'll pray. And it's not always a, on my knees every day. I tend to just pray throughout the day exactly. when I think of it mm-hmm. and, um, ask for wisdom and guidance from God about situations. And, and I tend, you know, I'll go through spurts where I'm just like, it's so stressful or I'm just mad about something. And so I kind of fall away from that, but then I'll get back to it. And honestly though, um, Listening to podcasts has been really great for me at work because I, I 
where I work, I can listen to things pretty much all day if I want to, <laughs> my ear, you know, with headphones. And so I'll listen to audiobooks or podcasts and I get a lot of positive encouragement, godly encouragement through the, the podcast I choose to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been really helpful for me. And am I getting off topic again? I don't no, know. No, you're good. So, you are good. So, so I, I was thinking the one thing that's changed where it's not even an issue anymore is like, you know, how we're talking about like, maybe should I say this? Should I not say this? And is about God. So I don't, I don't care anymore. If I say something about God and people are like, oh, you talked about God, right? I, I'm being, Good I'm for being you. silly right now. <laughs> but because um, I can't not talk about God. I can't. That's good. And there used to be a time when that was not true. Right. You know, that I was very categorized and right. and doing things the right way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think I ever <laughs> would. But now it's like, even when I don't think I'm going to talk about God, oh, there he comes talking about him. And this is the dip. This is why. Because I literally spend every day with him. It's, it's so different now. I get it now. I totally get the whole, you know, relationship versus religion. And now yes. I'm going on a tangent, but it's an important one because mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a big deal right now. It is. I can't unsee with my spiritual eyes the church today. Oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. we are Pharisees. We are religion. You know, I mean, I'm not yep. saying every person. I can't. I can't right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel you. I'm not quite fully there yet. I'm, I think I'm a few years behind you, but I am realizing as I've gotten older. I um, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> where was I going to go with that? Anyway, but just that, yeah, it's being able to just share how I feel, you mm-hmm. know, and obviously you, you have to be careful, you know, who you say it to, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's okay to say, hey, you know, I'm a Christian or whatever. I get mad sometimes. Uh, I got mad this week when I feel like I'm not allowed to be a human. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where like, I feel like I have, I guess, church expectations on me, right? Mm -hmm. Where, where it's like, well, you have to behave like this. And I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like you have to behave like anything. So if you get to behave the way you're behaving, I can behave the way I'm behaving because God's grace is sufficient for both of us. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, That's, I'm totally, yeah. totally going off here, but I, I just, it, it fits. It fits with the whole right way and trying mm-hmm. to people please. Yes. And, and then me casting that off. And sometimes I don't mm-hmm. do it very gracefully is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I'm still a human being. Like I'm trying real hard to live in the spirit, but I'm still a human being. Why, why don't I get to be a human being? That's not fair. Yes. Okay. So that, that jogs my memory about what I was going to say. Two things. Uh, one about not feeling like I can say things because A, I'm not going to say it the right way, whatever that looks like. Right. And B, I'm not going to say the right thing because I'm a people pleaser too. And I'm, it might make them mad or might hurt their feelings. Or the one that gets me really frustrated is when people feel the need to correct me, like I'll share an opinion. And then they're, they, most of them are well-meaning. Um, but sometimes 
it's like they're just correcting me like well no actually it's this way or you know da, 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 or you're wrong or whatever I hate that because it's like now I feel stupid yeah. and I see what they're saying like maybe they could have worded it differently to be like well you know I kind of see it anyway so I've realized something probably in the last two years and it's that I feel muzzled um mm -hmm. with my words and it's not necessarily any person who's done right. that to me you know I mean people could be like well it was your really you know um sheltered upbringing and stuff you know that kind of made you that no really it's my personality mm -hmm. um where i feel constrained to do and say things the way i think society or my little subculture of christianity or whatever deems the right way to say things and just my own self you know what i've interpreted things to be and and it kind of i started realizing it because i i'm a people person i'm a communicator by nature Clearly, I have a lot of words. <laughs> so anyway, but when I kind of got serious about wanting to write and realizing that that's something that I wanted to do and maybe a gift or a talent that God's given me to use mm -hmm. and that I have to hone it mm -hmm. and use it and all that. Anyway, so um, I've just been realizing that I feel muzzled and writing is a way that i've been able to just get it out yes. just like word vomit the stuff onto the word document yes and then i feel like i've been heard and i i i do verbalize like i talk to my husband and my dad a lot they're typically my go-to people and share a lot of this stuff but um so that's something i'm just trying to realize that this perfectionism that I feel and wanting to do things the right way has muzzled me effectively. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to not be that way anymore because I do have something to say and my opinion and thoughts are valid Yeah, in society. And mm -hmm. I can share them. If other people can share theirs, then I can share mine. Exactly. Obviously, use, you know, being tactfully, tactful about it. And it, you know, it worked too. I feel like I can't say things sometimes um, to people that I'm in a position where I, I kind of need to say something to them um, about work-related things and I shy away from it. So I feel like the Holy Spirit helped me so much the past, you know, three, four days because I have wanted to explode. Like mm. I have been <laughs> wanting to explode. Like you know, on and I'm like, oh, that is not productive. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. like don't do that. Like journal it out but yep. don't share it with people, you know, like mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. hone it in, like you said. Yep. And then I've in, in a calm place, in a quiet place, God was like, here you go. Met you basically, you liked the poem and commented on it that I wrote. That, that was the same thing. I had to like verbally just put it all on a page. And then I'm like, no, actually, you know what? It's going to be a poem. And I do not like poetry. I hate poetry. I don't like writing it. I don't like reading it. Oh, I don't know. Funny. I'm just, for whatever reason, I'm just so like, I, most of the poems I read are just like, like I'm thinking from school, right? Like mm -hmm. my childhood. Um, they just don't make sense. I'm like, would you just say what you mean? And that's got, so I'm more of a realist anyway, but for whatever reason, I just felt this nudge to do it as a poem and it, it worked and whatever. So yeah, I used to write poems a lot more like way back in the day. And then now, like, I only write them when they just start coming out of me. I'm like, oh, this is a yeah. poem. Okay, yeah. got it. And then I put it down and I like yeah. them. I don't yeah. really read them, honestly. I don't, like, not mm -hmm. since high school. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, but I do like them. I yeah. like the concept of them. And some of them really don't make sense. I'm like, I have no idea.
I think it's also, again, like it gets back to that right thing, you know, in school, it was like, well, here's the rules of how to write a poem, but then, oh, wait, no, now you, you can do it the way you, and, and I was just like, would you just, just keep it one way? So it kind of, it stems from back then, but now I actually don't mind it. And it was just so funny. Here I am, like I planted a, a stake in the ground and said, I don't like poetry. And then God's like, no, you're actually going to write this as a poem. Like the first two lines came to me and they just mm -hmm. flowed out of me. And I'm like, oh oh, the heart of the matter, the thesis or the, you know, the main point, that's going to be, that's it. That's the poem. So yeah, anyway, it's just kind of funny. Well, I want to dive more into the, the right way. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. give me some exam, more examples. Cause we've, we've mentioned it here and there, but like, give me a, for instance, like what's something today that maybe you <laughs> realized you were thinking of, oh, I'm trying to do it the right way again. Or, you know, there's so many things. things. Uh, well, I don't know what direction you want me to go with this, but even just this podcast, like this is my very first time on a podcast. And um, I was kind of struggling before when I would think about it, you know, like the weeks leading up to it, like, oh my gosh, I got to do it the right way. And I've listened to tons of them. And I, I judged my, you know, through my own ears, you know, what I think, oh, well, they said that really well, or mm, I might've said it differently, you know? So I, I have all this rattling around up in my brain of mm -hmm. how I think the right way to do it is. But then when like, you know, the deer in the headlights right now, when it push comes to shove, now here I am. And, you know, <laughs> so, um, Today, yeah. Well, like irritated with my messy house. Mm -hmm. I, I was telling you earlier, I had to take my kids to the doctor to have the doctor say, hey, they're fine, they can go back to school. Mm -hmm. And I came home, like this, that was right before I had to log on here. And I came home and I was not in a good mood. I was just mad that I had even had to do that in the first place. And I walk in the door and I'm tripping over all the shoes at the front door and I'm like, these should not be here. They're messy and they're in the way and they're not all lined up. And it, it wasn't a good moment, but you know. See, now I think mine's even more obsessive. I mean, I'm constantly, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm constantly auto-correcting myself. Oh, it is yes. so frustrating because like, I feel like I can't get away from it. Like, I'm like, can I just be free for five seconds? Yes. So like going to bed, right? I, I hate going to bed. I hate that I have to wash my face and floss and brush my teeth and put moisturizer on because, oh my gosh, if I don't, I'm going to age 10 years by tomorrow. Like, it's just, like, it's like, I hate that I even think it, you yes. know? So just the idea of, okay, you're going to do this now. And then most of the time I'm like, <laughs> I'm like giving myself a pep talk. Like, yeah. okay, Vanessa, you're almost done. You're almost done. <laughs> Your, your teeth are floss. You're almost there. <laughs> I get it. So is it an act of rebellion to not put the moisturizer on one night? Yeah. Do that. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not washing my face tonight. <laughs> oh, I totally do. I, I can't think of something right now, but I totally have done the same thing. It's like, I, I get it. I am like a prisoner in my own mind. And yes! it's so frustrating. Yes. So, yes. okay. So I... I was late to the party with the Enneagram thing, okay? I would listen to podcasts and I'd hear people talking about it and they're all like, you know, chitter chattering about it and like, oh, I'm this and I'm that, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I need to know what this is about. So I finally looked it up 
And I eventually read the book or two or whatever that there are and listened to some podcasts about it. And I took the test. I had to take it twice because I didn't believe it the first time. I took it three times. Okay, bless. (laughs) Because apparently what I hear ones, which I believe you're one as well, right? Yeah. We don't like to hear that we're ones. We're like, no, that can't be right. No. I never, okay. So I never thought of myself as a perfectionist. And the the one on the Enneagram is considered the reformer or the perfectionist or whatever. And I'm like, what? Because I, growing up in my family, there are a couple of us in my immediate, my mom and a sister and a brother that were like what you would label as perfectionists, okay? They just, everything they did just was meticulous and it was just done right, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And like even just sewing, for instance, okay? So growing up, my mom taught us how to sew. We took a lot of classes and, you know, it was a big deal. And my mom and my sister, they could sew a straight seam. For the life of me, I could not. And it bugged me so much. And there was also like criticism or joking and critiquing that happened, you know, as mm-hmm. a family, right? You know, that just happens in everyday life. And I just felt this shame about this. And I'm like, well, I just, I can't do it right. So I'm just not going to do it. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized, A, I, I don't even know where I heard this term, defeated perfectionism. And I think somebody's mentioned it in one of your podcast episodes before. I don't remember. But I, whenever I heard that in yours, I think it was. Um, again, I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. So I'm not the only one, but I heard that term and I'm like, what is that? And what basically my definition or interpretation of what it is, is that you are a perfectionist, but you know, you can't do it right. So you don't even try. So yeah. you're defeated from the get go. Yeah. And that is so me. And so, cause I just, I never identified with being a perfectionist until I heard that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well that's me. And then I learned I'm an Enneagram one wing nine, which means I'm a perfectionist and a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an interesting combination. So, um, yeah, Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you had that realization because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I guess my, my whole theory, Mm -hmm. okay. Sorry. See, sometimes I can't speak either. (laughs) (laughs) My whole theory is that we all struggle with perfectionism on some level, mm-hmm. the destructive habits of it. And that's, that's like a big part of what this podcast is about to show people this so mm-hmm. that they know what they're dealing with. They can identify. Yeah. Cause again, you know, we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about identifying things and mm-hmm. then sometimes we're wrestling with them for a while, but guess what? We can't progress without identifying first. So true. So to me, identifying that for the first time is very helpful, very um, empowering. Yes. Because when I I have no idea, I lived Mm -hmm. my whole life the same. I mean, I I, I was definitely a perfectionist, but I had no idea that that's what I was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I took that Enneagram test, I had been recovering from my perfectionism for you know, four years. So I was like, no, maybe I'm not a one anymore. And then uh-huh. they kept telling me I was a one. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to be a one still. But um, no, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because like that whole book, you know, the, the Ian Crone book, it's not saying uh-huh. that one number is better than the other. It's saying no. we all have healthy, um, yep. healthy parts of our number and we all have like 
unhealthy, unhealthy parts. Yeah. Yeah. Not weak, but unhealthy parts. Right. And so, but you know, I just kind of lump it all together. I'm like, oh (laughs) yeah. But, um, like I don't want to be a perfectionist. And here's the thing is that, and I shared this just the other day in another episode, I have really, God has done a lot of work in me. I've changed in so many things. But because I'm still a perfectionist, I don't really like enjoy, like, I'm still like, well, but I'm not there yet. Well, but I'm not right. Like, I'm still work in progress. Yeah. The thing is, is that we all will always be. Yes. Until the day we die. Until the day we die. So, so I actually use that to encourage myself. Yeah. And again, here's another thing. There's a lot of people who are not working on themselves. I I would say most, the general population is in the dark about who they are and the, the destructive habits in their life. Like they are in the dark and so they're not Mm -hmm. even working on it. Right. So -hmm. the struggles that we're feeling are from work. They're from pruning. They're Mm -hmm. from uh, being in the refiner's fire. And so we can celebrate that. Like we can like, you know, on my hard days, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like at least I'm willing, like at least I'm surrendered and like, here I am. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm yours and do whatever you want in and through me. Some days I'm going to feel amazing. Some days (laughs) I'm not, you're going to use it all for your glory. Yeah. That's so true. That is so true. And I have my own, you know, like like you're saying, just things I have to tell myself, like it doesn't have to be perfect. I even mm-hmm. put that on a letter board above my computer for right now when I do college, you know, to be like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just, it's fine. Just get it That's done. Why you're in college is to learn. So, um, but yeah. And that's something that I didn't realize because I just, I am well aware of my flaws. Like I'm well aware of them. Seriously. Like pretty much if you tell me that, oh, well, Simka, you, you know, your tone was a little, you know, you're a little critical and I was like, oh, I know it. And actually about that. So with the Enneagram ones, right, we have this inner critic that is constantly telling us. Constantly. Screwing, yes. Constantly. You are screwing it this up. And if it's not turned on you, it's turned outward on everybody else, how they're screwing up things and they're not yep. doing it right. And oh my gosh, I even, what, what are they? such the critic right here. Yes. Oh, and I only just realized this about myself when I went to work and I was in a job interview um, for promotion at work at six months in. And it literally just came to me right then that, and I said it to them because, you know, they ask you those things about yourself and blah, blah, blah. And I said that my eye is drawn to mistakes because it is. I realized like, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. Now when it comes to, you know, like work, I notice things that are not right and I can fix them. Yeah. And, you know, like for editing, for writing or whatever, it's great because like, I, it's, I can't even explain it except that like, except I can't speak that like, I'll be mm-hmm. reading something, even something that is fully edited and a published book. I kid you not. I will find every single error in there. Like punctuation. You will find the errors in my published book. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, it's just such a struggle. And and I call it a gift and a curse. I mean, you know, the gift of it is that it is useful in a lot of areas in life. It's a Mm -hmm. good skill to have that not everybody has. And sad. The sad part about it is that I have a really hard time just enjoying life. Yes. And like it, the way it translates to my family is that I'm a very, very critical and harsh parent. Mm -hmm. And I am very critical of my husband, unfortunately. And he's 
uh, our love language, his and mine is both words of affirmation. He's very good at giving that out. Um, I am not. I really struggle with that. It wasn't really a thing in my family so much. And I'm not going to just blame it on that. It, it's not just upbringing. It's, yeah. it's myself. I just have a hard time because I'm constantly, I see like, he's like, Hey, what do you think of this thing? I just did this project. I just did. He wants all the praise, you know? And I'm like, Oh, looks nice. You know? And I'm seeing all the things that, you know, might need to be fixed or like, he's not quite done with. And so I just, I, and he's, yeah. So I'm realizing this about myself and now I'm figuring out, okay, now I know it. Now I have to do something about it. Right. And every single episode of this type of thing, I'm not always perfect. In fact, I'm hardly ever. <laughs> well, you know, again, perfectionism is a thing, but I don't always do it well. Right. And yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to work on that and well, be less, sorry, what, less critical of my children. What I think's funny is I, I don't feel like I, most of my criticism is, is just for myself. Mm-hmm. And then if my criticism is outward, it's usually more of a broad, like, like not personal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not personal. So my family, I, I definitely, I actually love words of encouragement. Like that is my love language and I don't mm-hmm. get it. Um, <laughs> but I give it like, it's really yeah. easy for me to encourage people because yep. I, I actually see, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's kind of like a, um, an anomaly, right? Okay. I love, I love encouraging people. I love mm-hmm. finding the good thing about them that I can pull out like that. I love that. Um, but I absolutely hate being criticized because I already know, and Mm -hmm. I'm trying so hard. And when you criticize someone that is trying a thousand percent, a thousand and ten percent to do it right. And then it cuts you off. "Ah," It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to (laughs) die. Yes. You're like, I'm worthless. Nobody loves me. Yep. I have no value here. Yeah. I'm just like, I suck. Okay, fine. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm glad I suck. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. No, I get, attractive, I get it. I'm being honest. So talk to us a little bit about your blog. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Um, a friend of mine encouraged me to do it. She's like, you should do this. It'd be so much fun and blah, blah, blah. And so it just kind of was a hey, this is what's going on in our family. Our kids were little and we had moved back to the United States after living in Australia for three years. Um, Which sounds so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And um, it was just kind of a way for the family to kind of keep up on what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. And really, I just, I enjoy saying things and writing was just another thing. Yeah. So anyway, but now these days, I stopped doing it for a really long time because it was just kind of, I felt like, oh my gosh, it's just lame. And there were so many other things to do and it wasn't going anywhere. And I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about blogging. Um, but then, um, I don't remember, it was like a year and a bit ago. Um, sorry, did you want to say something? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah, about a, about a year and a half ago, um, when we put our kids into school, I was looking on the internet because I like to research things. I like to know that I'm not the only one (laughs) because I have to know who else has done this. How did they do it? Maybe they did it 
right and how do I do it yeah I, I'm not I'm very unoriginal I guess in that way I'm not a very good pioneer but um, anyway so I was looking around on the internet to see who else has left the homeschooling thing and gone to public school there was not much that I could find and maybe I wasn't entering it into Google right or whatever but I could find hardly anything I literally was like five blog posts okay and um, and once I read I was like okay this was really helpful you know to help assuage the all the feelings and everything. So I was researching this and I'm thinking this, there's inner dialogue going on, right? I'm like, where are all these blog posts? There's like a million of people leaving the public schooling community and homeschooling and tons of things about how to homeschool and all of that. Like I've read a lot of those. I know those are around, easy to find, but where are all of these? And I just felt, well, God said in my head, um, well, why don't you write one? And I'm like, no. My, remember, my blog was like dormant. I hadn't been on it in years. And, and I was thinking that's really only what I would do. You know, I wouldn't just write a Facebook post or something. I would write a blog post. So anyway, so God's like, well, why don't you do it? And there's kind of just been this thing in my family of like, if you see something that needs to be done, maybe you should do it. You know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you're meant to do it. I don't know. So anyway, but I just, I wasn't expecting that. It just kind of happened. And so you know, the, the inner dialogue. And I, I blogged about it. That was my first uh, debut blog post back into the blogging world. And um, so I decided, it took me like probably over six months to finally get around to writing it because all of the fear and the worry and the shame and the guilt about what are people going to say? It's kind of personal. And I, I chose to go into a lot of detail because I tend to err on the side of oversharing, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and a lot of our friends and stuff would read it and I just didn't want them judging us. But then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I don't care because I was in a position where I needed encouragement from somebody else encouragement that it was okay and that the decisions that my husband and I made between the two of us and before God what we needed to do that it was okay and that maybe somebody else could be encouraged whether it's that exact situation or just something else in their mm -hmm. life the concept kind of applies that you know it's okay so that's how it got started and then um it kind of morphed a little bit I, I called it um a story of joy start out with that um so my name simka actually means joy in hebrew and my parents were inspired um by god to name me that and i just have always kind of felt like that's something that it's like a namesake and something to live up to and it doesn't always come naturally like when i was a child though actually i was a pretty joyful child that's how people describe me i guess but as time went on and life happened and tragedy and just you know life is not doesn't always go the way we expect it to you know yeah. and i got not joyful <laughs> so in fact just very bitter and angry you know for the yeah. last decade plus so um so it started out as that and then it morphed into um it's just my name.com but my um tagline is choosing joy and being faithful through the mundane heartache in life and i just i really wanted to encourage other people to choose joy because I realize it's a choice and um, you know, you do have to actually choose it. It doesn't yeah. just. That was, that was something that I feel like that's a message that definitely needs to be out there. Uh, and, and it's something that I have to remind myself of all the mm. time, you know, especially like we were just talking about with that self-critic, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, 
let's just let's just choose joy right now goodness gracious <laughs> you know like can we just shh, be quiet for a little can, can i just say though when my husband bless his heart he is so wonderful for me he is the kick in the pants that i need but he's so he's usually very nice about it though so i can't i can't fault him for that but in these moments like just even yesterday he's like well um are you going to choose joy? And it's like, oh, would you just not? <laughs> just don't say that right now. But it's like, yep, that's true. You know what, though? I think it's, you know, the choosing joy. What does it say here? Choosing joy being faith-filled through mm -hmm. the mundane heartache, right, in life. Yep, yep. Uh, because I, I mean, I have I have a chapter in my book. I have a chapter in my workbook about this concept that like we, we need to hold on to the truth that God is good. Yes. And that even though what we may be going through at the time doesn't feel good, God's still good. Like he didn't change his mind. He didn't um, stop being who he is. And for me, that always, I mean, sometimes it's real hard. Like, like I'm picturing if I'm on a train, right. And maybe it gets super bumpy and I kind of pop out of mm -hmm. the car. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm hanging on. Yeah. And it's still bumping. Yeah. Okay. I'm hanging on going, okay, God, you're good. This sure doesn't feel very good, but you're good. <laughs> okay. It's hard. It's really hard. Yes. And, um, and sometimes in those those experiences that I'm explaining right now, the, the bumpy yeah. train where you're, you flipped over the cart, you're hanging on with your, you know, your fingernails. Yeah. Like, no, God's good. He said he's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Then, um, if I can do that long enough, I eventually can pop back in to the yep. cart and I'm yep. like, whoo, finally. Yep. And I can take a break and I can rest yep. for a second. And I've never thought of that analogy before. That just literally popped into my head. Yeah, that's a great analogy. But, but if I let go, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes. it's so bumpy. Sometimes I'm so tired. And I've shared this with my husband. I'm like, I, I want to let go because I'm tired. My muscles are killing me from clinging on to this hope, this truth that God is good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um but then I'm like, okay, this is, this is always the, the point that I get to. I can either let go and it's over or I can hang on and get popped back into the cart finally. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. And, and maybe, you know, uh, being it for a little bit longer this time <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> before the next bumpy road happens. But, um, I don't know. I think that that choosing joy statement fits with that because we, we get thrown off track every All time, time. Yep. something's uncomfortable every yep. time something doesn't feel right. And you know, right. I use the air quotes, right? Yep. Like this doesn't feel right. This can't mm -hmm. be right. Mm -hmm. Like, what did I do? I must've messed up somewhere. Yep. How did I take a wrong turn? I thought I was following you. Like, I mean, these are my thoughts. This is like, like straight from my brain, you know, um, <laughs> this is what plays in my head yep. in those times. And I, I, I hate it. I don't like yeah. being in those times. Yeah. But then 
when I'm back in the cart, okay, mm-hmm. when I'm in that little box car or whatever, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad I'm here. Yes. Look at that beautiful bird in the sky. Look at this clouds. Like, look at how good I feel right now. I just feel the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have felt that if I let go. Sure. And so it's not easy to choose joy. It's not easy to no. keep hoping, it, you know, and to hang on. It's not easy to believe that God is always good. It's not easy. And I'll let you finish your thoughts. Sorry. (laughs) But but what's your alternative? That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, And what's funny is on kind of the opposite, but same difference, really. The way I've always looked at it, and as each stressful situation that just is like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, whether it's finances or family drama or church drama or personal things or, you know, miscarriages and stuff. I, it's like, this too shall pass. It, it, it would, um, it's, you know, as my mom says, she's like, nothing is ever forever. So like this struggle you're facing right now, is not going to last forever. You just got to hold on Mm -hmm. and get through it, you know, pray, you know, whatever, do what you need to do to get through it. And what I personally would tell myself is that I actually need to let go of control because, um, kind of what goes along with perfectionism and doing things the right way is being a control freak. And I like to micromanage many different things. Also did not realize that about myself until the last couple of years, but yeah. So I was trying so hard to be in control of my life basically. And I can't because, you know, I am married to a human being and, um, he's a, you know, he's a lovely man. And, um, through business and whatever he likes to, um, he's more of a risk taker. I am not a risk taker at all, but to be self-employed, you gotta take risks. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot of good things, you know, through that though, because it's just not my natural bent. And so he's, he's been a good example in that of just, you know, it's okay for some times. Anyway, so just with that and so, but you know, or financial issues and stuff, I've just been like, it's, it'll get better. It's fine. You know, just let go of being in control right now. Let go, give it to God and pray and ask for, you know, his peace and guidance and whatever. And it always, it, it always changes for the better. And then I feel like there's this calm for a while, maybe a month or something, maybe not that long. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then we're back at it again with some stressful situation that to me is super stressful. It might not always be that way to somebody else, but you know, whatever. And well, and I like to think too, uh, what's helpful for me now is reminding myself, this is just the relationship. Like this is part of the relationship. It's alive. It's active. Mm -hmm. You, you are working with God, you know, and, and he's going to carry you. You never have to doubt it. Sometimes it feels real scary, but mm-hmm. then again, you hang on and then you realize, oh my goodness, I was totally fine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it really wasn't that bad actually, you know, or you got and, better out of it. I totally agree with you about, uh, I remind myself too, in the discomfort, mm-hmm. if I can, if my brain is in the right place that day, right. I'm like, this is temporary. Yes. This is temporary. Yep. It is, uh, you know, and my life with God is eternal. Mm-hmm. So like, this is temporary. 
And he's already promised he's going to be with me every step. So really, there's nothing to fear. And so when I can, when I can get there fast, mm-hmm. I, I get through the, the struggle much easier. But sometimes, sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we are worn out. We've been working too hard, right? We've been controlling too much. And then we go, oh man, I was controlling too much and now I got to pay for it, right? Like, (laughs) um, I'm sorry, maybe that's not the right, but that's how I feel. Um, But yeah, I mean, sometimes when I'm going through that time and it's just like, why isn't this feeling better? Okay, I know you're with me, but for some reason that's not helping that's a cue to me that I'm trying to control too much in this situation. I'm like, I surrender. I just say it. Yeah. I'm like, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. And then I feel it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel it release from me and it's like, (laughs) again, but I I couldn't have released it earlier because Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. Like I didn't know. I didn't know that I was holding on to it and you can't, you know, and then I'm like, that's part of the struggle. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to figure it out, you know, at this time and you're not holding it against me and all those things. Yes. So to wrap up, how can we support you? How can we stay connected? Yeah. So prayer is always wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the first person to ever ask that. Well, I heard it somewhere else. I'm like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not original with that either, but no, that would be really good prayer, um, specifically about, you know, a bunch of things, but college, cause I'm brand new to that. And that's a whole host of other fears and controlling and all kinds of things mm. and the stress and just adding it to my already busy life. Um, so prayers that that'll go well and that I'll have patience and endurance for the long haul cause it will be a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and then I would love for you, your listeners to follow me um, on Facebook or Instagram at Simca Melling. And my name is S I M C H A. And then the last name is M E L L I N G. So it's just Simca Melling. And then, or on my blog, um, it's simcamelling.com. That'd be very lovely. easy. Yeah. And it's, if it's not your cup of tea, I totally, totally understand that too. <laughs> so, but yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, I will put those in the notes for sure. Thank you. Uh, so they're easy to click and, you mm-hmm. know, no one even has to get a pen and paper. They can just <laughs> click on it. But thank you so much for this, you know, real authentic conversation. And I just really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Vanessa. I loved it too. Thank you for having me on. <laughs>